Shelly Martin Podcast. Hi, and thank you for joining us for episode 13 of the Jelly Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Rod Jans. On the Jelly Marketing Podcast, we ask global industry leaders from world-class brands to share their best practices, stories, innovations, and more to help you move your business or organization ahead. Our topic for today is how to engage your customers on social media. Our guest is Rochelle Hariri, the Digital Social Engagement Manager for McDonald's Canada, where she's developing the strategic presence of the brand on social media. She is dedicated to elevating McDonald's Canada's online social footprint and believes that deep social listening, testing, and measurement can contribute to driving successful business results. When she's not busy pushing the social media boundaries in the social media space, she is checking countries off her travel bucket list and exploring various cuisines. Stay tuned to the end of the interview where we find out what Rochelle likes to spread on her toast. Episode number 13, I'll have a quarter pounder with cheese, please. Here we go. Hi, Rochelle. Thanks for joining me on the Jelly Marketing Podcast. Hi, Rod. It's, it's great to, to be part of the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Rochelle is the Digital Social Engagement Manager at McDonald's, and we were just discussing what a great title that is. We'll, we'll, I think we'll talk some more about engagement. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. That's part of, <laughs> great. Your, part of your job description. Uh, when did you first become interested in marketing? Were you, did you take marketing in, in university and college or when did it all start for you? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think my interest in marketing and in, in business overall, it started at a, a very young age. Um, I was just always really interested in learning how businesses run and, and like almost the psychology of how to connect people with products. And so when I was in high school, that's when my interest first started. They had a marketing course. I think it was like a marketing 101 at my high school and I took it and I, I loved it. And from there I decided, okay, this is what I should be doing. Um, I, I love it. And so after high school, I went to Ryerson University and I got a Bachelor of Commerce, but my areas of focus were in marketing and communications. And so that's that's kind of how it all started. And the more and more I learned about it in school, the more projects I did, internships that I started, um, I really realized that this is the right path for me. Um, so it's it's great that I have that business foundation. So in university, you know, they make you take accounting, economics, finance, all of that. So it, it builds a good base. Uh, and then marketing was really just my passion. Did you do some other things before working at McDonald's? Yeah, actually. So one of my key learnings in, in university was, you know, in your first year, it's you just kind of start off doing the basics. And then afterwards, you have to choose your your major. And I knew I wanted to go in marketing along with, you know, everybody else because marketing was the sexy uh, major to have. And so that's when I realized I needed to get an internship, I needed to get started with my career early so that when I graduated university, I would be able to find a job and it's very competitive. So, um, when I was in university, I worked for Ryerson university for a while doing communications and marketing for them. Um, I did internships and then after university, I started working for a social enterprise. It's a really small business. Um, and it was really great because I did everything from event planning to marketing, um, to dabbling with social media. Cause that's where Facebook was just starting to have uh, brand pages. So it was something that I was able to play around with and, and it really piqued my interest. And so 
from there, I started working at ING Direct, uh, which is a bank, and it's now owned by Scotiabank, and it's called Tangerine. Uh, so I worked there for about four years. And when I first started, it was myself and one other person, and we were really trying to figure out what can we do for social media at a bank? Uh, it's not very sexy. It's it's not like the coolest thing. So how do we make it work for the business and the brand? Um, and from there, we started working on, okay, what does the brand sound like? What is the playbook for this brand? How do we connect with our consumers? And uh, being that ING is a very, or Tangerine now is a very digital online bank, it was a great opportunity for us to educate our clients on how to save and how to invest their money and um, how to communicate with the brand if they had any issues or any concerns. So throughout my time there, uh, it was a lot of building the foundations for social media at the bank, but then also connecting with the different departments. And, and my personal goal was to be an advocate for social media within the bank and try to connect us with the rest of marketing, with legal, with operations, and, and really have a better understanding of how social media could help the business and, and get internal stakeholders to, to support and rally for social media as well. And then from there, um, an opportunity came up at McDonald's. And I love McDonald's. I've, my first job when I was 15 was at McDonald's. And I just thought, you know, this is a great, iconic brand. And social and digital is a perfect space at uh, to be working in at McDonald's because we're doing so much to progress the business and we're connecting with consumers online, um, really connecting with the millennial demographic. So uh, that's where I am now in a long winded story. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting that you worked there when you were 15 at McDonald's because I've noticed some of their ads have been around the fact that the, McDonald's is a major employer and, of young people. And that, mm -hmm. so obviously that's one of your marketing messages there. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, it's a great place as a young person when you're trying to look for a job and, and build skills to work at McDonald's because, you know, if you think about it, each one of these restaurants or the owners of these restaurants are, are running a business. And as a 15 year old who gets to work there and, and learn about the operations and what time the food comes in and, um, you know, like the shipments that come to the restaurant and how to work with customers and how to work the till and, and the doll and the money and everything. So I think it was my first job and I definitely learned a lot there. And I think that's why I have a lot of heart for McDonald's because that's where I got started. You've worked for a couple of major brands and from the outside, it can look awesome. <laughs> what's, what have, yep. what's been some of the challenges working at McDonald's? Um, I definitely say because the digital space is still relatively new to McDonald's in Canada. I mean, uh, being in social media or digital, we had a lot of agencies and consultants and people working with McDonald's, which is fantastic. But I think one of the, the key learnings for me is now that we have an internal digital team at McDonald's, it's really educating the rest of the business. Um, we have a small team of six people that work in digital and we can't be the only experts, right? So part of our goal and our mandate as a team is to elevate the digital IQ of the business and to get everyone that we work with to also be experts in digital and marketing or digital and communications. Um, so I think that's been one of the greatest challenges, but also very exciting for me is, is working with different people and saying, Hey, Google's having a seminar on, you know, search, would you be interested in going or Facebook has a conference and they're talking about all the latest tools that they have, would you be interested in coming to learn about it? So I think that's been a great challenge, but also really fun at the same time. So again, as I was reading your title, uh, your job description or your your job title, it really hit me that you're a social engagement manager. I've never seen that before. Often it would be the social media manager. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. 
did you come up with that title? Is that a title that someone else came up with? And and obviously, it keeps probably one of the most important principles of social media in mind, and that's that's engagement. So maybe just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, I did not create my own title, although I think it's a pretty awesome title. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it came from um, our global team. So the way we're structured at McDonald's, uh, especially on digital, is we have it's two prongs. So one side is the experience side. So, um, for example, kiosks in the restaurant or that digital experience with our guests that relates back to the restaurant. And then we have the engagement side, which is more like I would say the marketing side, the consumer facing side side. Um, so like, for example, our CRM program or social media. And so that's really where the title came from. So I'm the digital social engagement manager because I'm tied into the engagement side of digital at the business. Um, but essentially, to the point that you made, there's a lot of engagements that happen with social media and with our consumers. And so that's a big part of my role. Um, in Canada, I'm the social media lead for our market. So coming up with the strategy of how we want to engage consumers, um, what segments and demographics we want to be more deeply connected with, how we want to represent social media within our larger marketing campaigns and how we want to connect with our guests and let them know about new products or like you've seen our um, employer image campaigns and talking about how great it is to work at McDonald's and get your start there. So um, that's just a small glimpse into, into what I work on and, and why my title is social engagement manager. Can you just give us a story or an example of how you engage customers online? Yeah, for sure. So I think one thing that we've been when really working on is we have a great customer experience or guest experience, we call it, in the restaurants. And we have this vision for the restaurant of the future and, and how people should be engaging uh, with consumers at our restaurants. And so what I'm trying to do off of that is the same thing in the digital space. So, for example, on Twitter, how do we connect with guests that have had a great experience or maybe an experience that could have been better or improved? Um, so that's part of the communication with guests online is we have a call center team and they respond to any guest issues or concerns that come in. Um, and then they're funneled into our guest relations team. And then from there, they're dispatched onto the different restaurants that we have around the country. Cool. One of the things that came up at the uh, Canadian Internet Marketing Conference was how to deal with negative comments. And we all have them. And probably the bigger the brand you are, probably the more you have. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> How do you deal? And, and I think maybe one of the nice things about a larger brand is they, you know, you put a lot of thought into it and you decide and you have a, probably some pretty good policy about how to deal with negative comments. And I really don't want to focus on the negative. It's just a fact of, of life, right? So mm -hmm. how does, how do you deal with negative comments online? Cause I think sometimes it, for smaller businesses, that even the thought of that, someone saying something negative about their brand, keeps them from participating or, or opening up a social media channel. Mm -hmm. I think, you know what, that's a really great point. There's with social media, people are just so candid. And I think um, one thing people don't realize is when you're in social media, you need to have thick, thick skin. So whether you're working for a large brand or a small company, um, you need to take those consumers are saying about you and the brand and how you can make it better for them. So although I know it, it scares some people and it's, you know, they're afraid of being overly transparent and being criticized for everything they do. I think regardless of whether you're there or not, if you have a product that's in market or a business, people are going to be talking about you. So it's better for you to be part of the conversation and to let them know back into your business to improve and show them that you're actually improving the business based on what they're saying um, than to shy away from it. And it's although it's it's difficult, especially I know for small businesses, but 
it's it's good to have someone there um, within your business if you could designate someone who could be the social media expert, let's say, and they are monitoring and listening to what consumers are saying about your products or your service. I think it's it's just better for you and it's it's good business. I think where we are now in the world, everyone's super connected with their phones and all these different social media platforms. It gives consumers a voice. And we're in a place now where I, I would, you know, just urge companies and businesses not to be afraid of it, but to embrace it because it's a, a lot of feedback can come to you, but there's a lot of good that you can do from it. Um, and, you know, there's even examples with us at McDonald's where someone has sent us a message and said, I had this burger and you know what, it was a little too saucy for me. Um, and then if we notice that other consumers are also providing that feedback where there's too much sauce or something like that, we actually take it back and we go to our menu team and we take it to the restaurants and we say, oh, is there something we can do with this product? Is there some way that we can evolve it to be better for the consumer palate? And I think that's really great because before social media, it's unless someone calls a 1-800 number or comes to your store or your restaurant and actually tells you, you wouldn't really know. Um, so there's definitely a lot of benefits to getting that critical feedback. Marketing is always changing. I'm wondering if there's something that you do to stay on top of things. Do you have a favorite blog or a podcast or a mentor? I can tell by your story that you've had to learn. I mean, it's a, it's an always evolving industry, right? It, like when you were talking about working at IMG, you, you had to, you, it's not like you were sort of learning on the fly. So what, what, uh, what helps you stay on top of things? Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with, reading articles online. And to be honest, I don't have uh, one website that I go to for everything. I just scour the internet. Um, I will go to YouTube a lot of times. There's some really, really brilliant people on YouTube that are talking about not just necessarily social and digital or marketing, but business overall. And when I hear them say something or um, I read a book, I get ideas. Then I start searching on Google. I speak to other colleagues that I have in the same industry as me, um, some mentors that I have, I'm reading up on articles. And even I think going to conferences is really great. So for example, I'm a member of socialmedia.org, um, which is a community of brands. And you can only join if you are, are a brand, um, a larger brand, and you can actually connect with other people. So I can connect with a colleague that works in the airline industry or someone else and actually share experiences and say, hey, I'm, I'm noticing these trends and here's how I'm trying to implement them in what I'm doing what do you think? Like, what has been your experience? And um, I think that's one of the, the great things about this era and, and being in digital and marketing is there's so much information online and so many people out there that are also working to be on top of their game and, and learning and trying to, you know, get on top of trends and bring back the best information for their business. So I would urge anyone who's looking to, to stay on top of their game to be curious, go on YouTube, go to different blogs, um, and then go to community meetups too. You meet a lot of really interesting people that you can share learnings with. That's one of the things, I'll do a shameless plug. That was one of the things about the uh, Canadian Internet Marketing Conference that I really enjoyed. It was my first one last April here in Squamish and uh, Squamish, BC. Mm -hmm. It was so great to be able to rub shoulders with people like yourself and others who work for internationally known brands. It was really cool. You don't always get that opportunity, but because of the venue and the way things were set up, you know, we were all able to have lunch together and I'd imagine it was just, it was great for you too, because it, just like you said, there were other uh, world-class brands there and you were able to rub shoulders with them as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was really actually this uh, CIMC was a really great conference and the location was amazing. Being in Squamish was beautiful and, and connecting with these people. I actually made a lot of 
great friends there that I still keep in touch with to this day. And, you know, it's building those relationships that I think sometimes is the most valuable thing because you can just call up someone and say, hey, I got a question for you. Let's chat about something or let's go for a coffee and, and talk. Uh, and I think that that'll give you way more insight sometimes than just reading an article. You've already given us some great advice through your story and, and the things that you've talked about. I'm just wondering if you have maybe some other tip or advice for us. What's maybe let me let me put the question this way. What's what's something that's really working for you right now? I think in terms of what's working for me right now, I'd say a, a lot of different things. Um, one of them is keeping on top of industry trends. So something that we had just talked about right now and, and connecting with different people internally, working at such a large company like McDonald's. There's a lot of really interesting stakeholders that have a lot of information about the business. And I can go to them and say, hey, I'm seeing this trend about, for example, live streaming. And it's doing really well. It's a great way to connect with consumers in your department. How do you think that we could implement something like this to put it forward in, in our next campaign or something that we're doing? So I think um, what's working for me right now is is really that communication with people internally within the business and chatting with them and bringing them new ideas. Uh, as part of my role, I, I act as a consultant for the business. So bringing new ideas, working with different stakeholders. And um, I think also the second part to that is it's great to bring ideas to people and say, here's something we can do. Um, it's great to also have benchmarks in mind to say, if we do this, we can potentially get X percent lift or um, X number of viewers or engagements. Um, and I think, bringing the ROI to them too is, is really important because especially if, if there's people that aren't digital natives, you got to bring a full story forward to say, Hey, here's an idea I saw. Here's how we can implement it. Here's the potential ROI of it. And here's how it's going to affect your job and our business overall. Um, so I think what's, what works for me is really the storytelling. And that's to be something completely honest is something that I work on on a daily basis is how can I be a better storyteller for what I do and for what could be beneficial to the business. Yeah, such a good point. It keeps coming up over and over again on the Jelly Marketing Podcast. It's just the importance of, of good writing and good storytelling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so let's switch gears on, on the Jelly Marketing Podcast. We do a uh, lightning round where I just ask you a few quick questions. You don't have to answer really quickly, but and these and these are mostly just for fun. The first one is, and by the way, the answer doesn't have to be jelly, but because we're the Jelly Marketing Podcast, what do you like to spread on your toast? <laughs> I would say my favorite things to spread on my toast are almond butter and honey or sometimes almond butter and some sort of jam. And oh, hey, what kind of bread do you like? I haven't asked anybody that yet. What kind of toast do you like? <laughs> Ooh, I you know what? I always go for multigrain. Multigrain, <laughs> multigrain or rye. Yeah. Right on. And what do you do to handle stress? Um, I think one of the, the best things for me to handle stress is, is exercise. So, um, those endorphins, when you're exercising, going for a jog, whatever it is, it really helps to clear your mind and get you focused. And, and the second thing is just spending time with friends and, and family and my husband and it, going out sometimes and just having a really good laugh with friends really helps to put things into perspective. And then you can come back to whatever it is you're working on or whatever it is that's stressing you out and have really clear thought about what you need to do in your next steps. Nothing like a good belly laugh, is there? <laughs> you know, that's my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> and are you an iPhone person or an Android person? I'm definitely an iPhone person, but I have to tell you, with the, the recent Samsung phones and their picture quality, I'm, I'm kind of digging into that a little bit more. That's <laughs> <laughs> tempting, isn't it? it? It is. And on your iPhone, do you have a favorite app? 
Um, I have many favorite apps. I'd say one app that I'm using right now that's really helping me actually with budgeting is called Checkbook. So you can go in there and put all your expenses, put your, your budget, and I use it every day. So aside from my favorite social media apps like Instagram and Snapchat, um, I'd say that's next on the list. Do you have a favorite life or business hack to share? Something that makes your life a little easier, a shortcut or a loophole? You know what? I have to be honest. I, I don't think there's any sort of shortcuts that really help. Sometimes you just have to stumble a little until you figure out the, the best way to do something. But I would just say my to-do lists are my life saving because anything that I put on my to-do list, I can always go back. Um, always, And it's good too to go back and say like, what did I do last month? What was on my list? What have I achieved and accomplished? And it's, it's really great to see what you've checked off your list, the projects that you've completed. And for me in particular, it actually motivates me to want to do more. So I don't have a shortcut for, for anything. And I, I think, you know, anyone that promises a shortcut is, is, you know, going to let you down in the end. Do you keep a list on your smartphone or do you write it down on, in, on paper? I do a combination. So I'm, I'm definitely old school in the sense where I, I love to write things down and I get great satisfaction from checking them off my list. But I also use um, a product called Asana. And I think I'm saying that right, asana.com. And you can actually go in there and add people from your, your team. Or if it's you and your spouse and you guys have to-do lists and things you want to do, um, you can categorize it by project, by campaign, by just like one-off to-dos that you have and assign it to someone on your on your team, yourself, your spouse. Uh, and then that also helps you because you can go back and say, oh, what have I done? What projects have I worked on? And that also works really well from a digital perspective. I know it's hard to pick one because there's so many worthy causes, but just for the purposes of this interview, do you have a cause that's near and dear to you? Um, I'd say not necessarily a cause, but I think, um, my husband used to work for Cancer Care Ontario and, you know, having had close people in my life that have been affected by it, I think I'm a big supporter of that. So anytime I can donate or do volunteer work, that's, that's usually where I go is to help any type of cancer associations. What was the social enterprise that you worked for? I worked for a company called Me to We Style. So they did uh, T-shirts and clothing that were eco-friendly. And then 50% of the profits from that business were donated to a charity. Cool. Are they still around? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Um, they do a lot of different trade shows. And it's really great because companies can actually order, you know, if you're having a retreat and you want T-shirts, you can order it from them and they'll do special designs for you too. And what's the best way for people to reach out to you? Um, I would say any way possible, really. You can email me. Um, you can catch me on Twitter at Rochelle Hariri or Instagram. Um, I'm easily to, to get a hold of. Great. Well, our listeners don't know this, but we're talking on a Saturday. So I really appreciate you taking time uh, on a Saturday to, to talk to us today. And lots of great advice. And thank you for sharing your, your story with us. Thank you so much for having me. This has been the highlight of my Saturday. <laughs> well, thanks again to Rochelle Hariri from McDonald's for joining us on the 13th episode of the Jelly Marketing Podcast. If you'd like to check out some of the show notes and links from this episode, go to the Jelly Marketing Podcast page at jellymarketing.com and you'll find it under the blog tab of the website. Also, be sure and check us out on iTunes and leave a comment and a rating. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon. 
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Get everything you need to keep your pets happy and healthy at Menards. Feed your canine companion the best with chicken soup for the soul. Their dog food is made with real quality ingredients. It provides well-balanced nutrition for supporting happy, healthy pets. Explore all our pet products in-store and on Menards.com. And check out more of our great deals going on now at Menards. Save 